Welcome to the Adam and Julie podcast. We're back. We are back. It's been a bit. <laughs> yeah, but we're here with Donnie and Lindsay Foster, and we're so thankful that you guys were able to come in tonight. Had to get a babysitter, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love the Fosters, and they just recently shared their testimony at Celebrate Recovery. Did a fantastic job, yes, by the way. Yes, you did. We, we always yeah. say they're all amazing. And, and they are good, but we've yeah. only had a few couples' testimonies. Yeah, and they're it was just, special. Yeah, it was, it was very good and not easy to yeah. do, for sure. And it's just yeah. so nice to hear both sides. So yeah. Donnie and Lindsay, they're leaders at our Celebrate Recovery in Quispamsis, New Brunswick, at King's Church. And Lindsay is actually now our, our encourager coach at CR, which is amazing. And she helps us out so much. And she mm-hmm. also heads up the Women's Step Studies. And Donnie, this year, is now our leader of our substance abuse group for men. Yep. And they have a beautiful girl who's mm-hmm. three now, she Hadley. She perfect, perfect girl. She's a perfect girl. She was a mascot, our mascot yeah. for like a long time. We watched her grow up. Lindsay yeah. was pregnant, and then we watched her. She was our little CR mascot. And she <laughs> is something. the sweetest thing. Well, we should put a little picture of her in our show notes because she's just beautiful. Um, so anyway, they just gave their testimony and we wanted to sit down and say, like, tell us more because you only had like 20 minutes between two of you to tell like your whole story, which is like 10 minutes. Definitely not enough time. That's not enough time. Definitely not enough time. So this is going to be relaxed. We're not editing this at all. So just buckle up. I don't know (laughs) if you guys are on your treadmills or grocery shopping while you're listening to this, but we're just going to have a conversation, very relaxed and just ask more about their story. So, yeah, it's good. So. Lindsay, you grew up in uh, North Carolina, yeah. which that's where your accent comes from, which <laughs> I absolutely love. Can you give us a y'all? Hey, y'all. <laughs> I know, I and that's love real. It. Donnie, I love it so much. And it Doug. makes sense now. It all makes sense. <laughs> I don't have the y'all. You don't have the y'all, no. But I think you might have chased the y'all. Maybe. Yeah. It might have bit you. Huh? Yeah. And Donnie's from Charlotte County. Yeah, down home. Down yeah. home. I love when, because I'm from Charlotte County, and it's funny wherever I go, so, oh, down home. What's down home? There's a lot of down homes. There's only one real down home. That's our down home. No, yeah. uh, down home is Boca Beck. I'm sorry, bud. Is it? <laughs> it's not LaPro? No. No? See, well, that is down home to me. It's kind of neat. Perception, such Perception, as Perception, well. yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So you grew up, it was 10 minutes from St. Andrews. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, so Donnie, in your testimony, you introduced yourself as having recovery already from drugs, alcohol, and gambling. And now you're working on, at Celebrate Recovery, your issues with codependency, anxiety, and fear. Yeah, it's... Um it's like a big onion, and you're peeling off a <laughs> yeah. lot of layers. You've done a lot of work. Well, I thought that, you know, the only problem that I had was drugs and alcohol. And, of course, you know, we... Now it's am- not even a problem for us, well, Donnie. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a problem anymore. What are you doing later? <laughs> oh, oh, funny, funny. You go to the bar, and you, you have a few drinks or whatever, and you, you play the loony machines or whatever, and you don't really think of that as being an issue. But mm-hmm. once you get rid of the... The drugs and alcohol, and I say once you get rid of them, but it's quite obvious that God just took that desire away. Hmm. Um, when I got sober, uh, come to find out, gambling was still an issue, and hmm. now that uh, I'm free of that, it's there's so many underlying issues that I didn't even know was there, like codependency. What is that? 
Right. Isn't that right. something that girls get? I, I know. It's, I know. Yeah, and it's something hard to define, catch? right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Can I get a, like a shot for that and it goes away? Yeah. Like yeah. A codependency <laughs> shot <laughs> along with the flu shot, right? Seriously, though. A, a coda shot. A coda <laughs> shot. We might be on to something. And yeah. Lindsay, when you shared your testimony, you introduced yourself as struggling with anxiety and control. Yeah, they, they're my, I mean, there's definitely like a list of other things that I right. struggle with, but these are the two things I'm kind of focusing on right now right. and trying to get some recovery and anxiety. Like I've gotten a bit of recovery. Like I recognize it. I've been able to, you know, I was on medication, came off medication, have been able to learn some coping skills and some different things and how to recognize it, but for sure still a problem. So, right. Yeah. Okay. And control, I feel like is just like a continuous thing, like. Control For sure. is just something, it's like an everyday having to recognize that I need to hand things over to God and recognize where he needs to take over and I need to step back. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's worked its way into all kinds of areas of my life, but yep. I've been able to kind of recognize it a bit so far. And, uh, yeah. Mm. I think that's why we get along so well, because we struggle with very much the same <laughs> yeah. things. And I think Donnie and Adam probably can relate a lot as yeah. well. Not at all. I, I, I don't even know what he means with addiction and stuff. Right? Isn't that, that is the way though, like couple after couple mm. that tend to, I want to use the word make it, but push through, mm. tend to be very similar to the four of us yeah. in personalities. And it's also, a, when there's an addict in the an addict in the marriage, often the spouse does deal with issues of control and anxiety. Yeah. Right, because to go you together. don't have any control at That's all right. what like, they're doing, but you feel like there's mm, just something in you that feels like you need to take control. Absolutely, like those things that we would say. I don't even want to say the struggles, but the things that you would say you're working on your recovery on, Julie and Lindsay. If if you didn't have those we wouldn't be here talking because you wouldn't have put up with our stuff. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No. So it, it's, it, it's, yeah, it, it, there is an issue that we sometimes I, bring, right? That's right. And yeah. by the grace of God, we were able to push through that. But what a terrible way to live with you trying to control and fix yeah. and codependency and then me, the addict. Anything. And that's kind of who we're speaking to. Not, not just that person, but everybody, because that is a, that can be a lifelong struggle yeah. in your marriage. Sometimes where, you don't even recognize no, that, it. Yeah, and long after you're the addict, because right. you're right. just like, this is just who I am. It's just what exactly I just, you just feel this need to keep pushing on. Th- that's right. And you don't even realize it's an issue when the addict is still an addict. But when they get some recovery and you're like, why am I still struggling? I know. Then you realize, okay, wow, I need recovery too. Exactly. Yeah. And we see a lot of that at Celebrate Recovery. Lindsay, I think the key, yeah, we'll move on, but I like, that was the big key is like we have people, Donnie, in, in our substance groups and different things that, you know, they'll talk to us about our wives. I know. Like, how are you guys still together? Like God's grace. And, so, and the, the big the big thing there, not for us addicts to say your wives need recovery and need celebrate. But if you guys hadn't walked that journey yourself, yeah. separate of that to that when we got to that breaking point, yeah. right. there, that wouldn't have happened. The recovery wouldn't have happened for you decided when I always tell friends or or people I work with or people that we're just counseling or talking to or having coffee with, you know, how did Julie it's like she walked her own journey and went through the step books. Yeah. Um, talked to people, talked to friends and actually realized I had to let Adam yeah. kind of do his thing and figure it out. And walking yep. through and getting your own recovery. And Lindsay did the same thing through the steps. And I just think there's a ton of people out there that need to hear that yep. in that they're, they're, you both need to work your recovery. And the wife might be saying, I need to fix my husband. Yep. Or the husband's, husband says, I need to fix my wife. And you yeah. need to dig in yourself. Oh, yeah. And, and even couples that, that don't stay together 
the wife or the yeah. ex-wife needs and recovery as well. That, that's right. right. Yeah. Because they're just going to enter another like the separation isn't visit. the healing. Right. No, like, okay, no those hurts like, are still there. Yeah, yeah, Julie and I, or you guys separate, right, Donnie? If that was in, it's it's not, you're not, you might right. be relieved. You might relieve one thing, yeah. but it can cause a whole bunch more and issues. And that's why we see people jump from one marriage and it's like they marry the same person over and over and over yeah. again, only they have a different name yeah, because it, they didn't get recovery I know, themselves. Th- this is good. This stuff's, this is gold because I just know there's wives and husbands out there, whichever one is the addiction or, or vice versa or whatever the major issue is that is not willing to say, I need to actually put the work in. I know we say, and people are listening and they're, they're saying, yeah, of course, I know I need to work on myself too. No, you, you do need to work on yourself. It's not yeah, just yeah. A saying you actually have to crack open a book mm-hmm. and we like we're in inventory season mm-hmm. um, and actually look at you know where you're really at. And that is a difficult process and not to be done alone. I think it's also for the person who hasn't entered into that marriage relationship yet mm-hmm. and they're looking at the person that they're with and they're like, okay, there's red flags here. I'm seeing things, right. but we're just going to disregard that because, you know, eventually it'll just get it'll better. Just it'll just all get and resolved. Being in that place of denial, I feel like our story really speaks to that as well because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, had we have known or had we have understood all of this going into it, I've, well, we probably wouldn't have gone into the marriage. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We would have probably. I mean, either. look at me. <laughs> you guys can only see him. He looks so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask you about that, Lindsay, yeah, in a minute. But sure. I do want to, like you said in your testimony that at a young age, like you were saved at a young age. Yeah. But you always struggled with not feeling good enough. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Like, I mean, growing up, I mean, I don't know if it's just something that was innate in me or, you know, because we're just as you develop in your experiences and things like you just develop a personality or you develop a mindset or whatever. And I don't know where exactly it came from initially but like I for sure had a negative self-talk like I was very insecure and I just I just was never confident that that step that I made I mean it was like six years old that I made the step to or to say like you know I wanted Jesus in my life and yeah I wanted to live for him like I knew that's that's what I wanted but didn't really fully understand what that meant so, like, walking that out, it was like, I just always felt like I was failing. So, right. it was just never never this confident feeling that, like, this is, I'm, I'm living the way that I need to. It was always, like, striving for it's something. It's almost like a workspace right. thing. Right, yeah. How you so, I thought understand. I had to, like, be something and do something right. good enough to receive God's love or to, like you know, be good enough. Do you remember when that changed or was it just kind of, I think it was just a gradual process. I feel like just as I experienced things and God showed me more and more of who he was. And I I learned more of who he was through my experiences. Like, and just as he revealed himself to me, like, even as we talk about later, like pulling me at help. I mean, really he pulled me out of a mess that I was in. He sure did. Showed me a lot of who he was and what it meant. Like his grace and his mercy, what all of those, what what that meant. Mm. So, you know, just coming to a place of understanding his love, because you know, like when you're young, you just don't understand things until you experience them, right? That's right. And like you said in your testimony, that you, as a child, you longed for intimacy, and then, like when you were 18 years old, you met someone. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about this man who you trusted? Yeah. So. It's a long, it's a long lengthy story. We can't get into all the details, but for sure, like, you know, 
I was going through a time in like, you know, my high school years, like I was really struggling with insecurity, not really confident, struggling with a lot of fear of the future. And, you know, I had a lot of opportunities in front of me, but I wasn't confident that I could step up and measure up to what I felt the pressure was on me to, to my identity. A lot was in sports. Like that's, that's where my identity identity lied. And so because of that, I didn't really know who I was. I didn't really have anything outside of that. So it left me really like lacking in the area of just like, who am I? Right. Yeah. Like, and, and so my relationships and just that, that level of intimacy with others, like there's just always something lacking in that part of my life too. Okay. So mm-hmm. just this combination of things. And so going through high school and there's, you know, just things going on, like normal family stuff that happens. People get busy, you know, my, also like my grandfather was really sick for years and my mom was really involved with his taking care of him and stuff yep. like that. And so, you know, all this stuff going on, but also just not feeling like I could connect with anyone, not feeling right. like I had anybody really to talk to, just didn't have any really significant relationships in my life at the time that, like, I felt I could just be real with. Yeah. You know, because there's always this, like, putting up this facade. Like, how do you, how are you able to just be transparent with people at that age? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's just such a difficult thing to be yep. real and honest about what's going on with you because mm-hmm. you just don't think people would understand or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So like, yeah, like there's just this lack of intimacy in relationships. There's just shallow relationships mm-hmm. all around me. I felt at the time. Yep. So you were vulnerable. I love, I very uh, vulnerable. Yeah. I love how you're saying that. Like the young, like when we're kids, we look at that stuff and things do happen. And a lot of us say, well, it doesn't affect us. And, and a lot of things um, probably don't. But there's a lot of things like we create habits, we create feelings, and we create coping mechanisms. Yeah, for sure. And as in Donnie, you can share on this in a, in a second. But and as we do those things, we have to be willing to just go back and look. And, and the hardest thing was, I love when you say like I was my identity was in sports or my identity. We're so scared to go back and admit or even say or not even go back, but to say who we are today that might have been created back then. Mm. Like it, it, I feel that sometimes when I say that, it's it's like, well, no, I wasn't insecure. That it's like I'm. I won't even admit my shortcomings back when they're already gone. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, yeah. I don't even want to say like Donnie, you you've got some stuff here in your testimony with some physical, mental, different abuse, and you can share as much or as little as you like on that. But um, those things created some identity stuff for for you for us. Right. And what what did that you know? Just share us a little bit. Like tell us not share us, but tell us a little bit about what that looked like. Like in the beginning, like. Your addiction, your... Well, it's just one of those things where you kind of have an idea of who you are or what have you. And, you know, I just remember even as a as a small child, like seven or eight years old, I was mm. uh, I was the cousin that they chased up the tree and threw rocks at. Didn't... That just didn't have a place that I belonged. And that, that hmm. thought process kind of followed me all throughout my life. And... Uh, there was a fair amount of abuse, you know, uh, right. whether it be, well, who, whom it was from, I don't think it really matters, but there was a, a fair amount of sexual abuse and no. mental abuse and mm-hmm. physical abuse. And uh, that yeah, no. definitely uh, changes everything in your life, yeah. you know, the, the way that you, you identify relationships today and uh, have that sense of security. But uh, mm-hmm. the, the wonderful thing about that is God's teaching me that, my identity isn't in that. My identity mm-hmm. isn't in anything other than who he is and mm-hmm. how much he loves me. And oh. that's 
that's such an important thing. And well, that's one of the parts that I really love about Celebrate Recovery. It's not, hey, I'm Donnie, I'm an alcoholic or a drug addict. No, hey, I'm Donnie, I'm a believer in Jesus. Yeah, that's right. You know, and and if we don't start that out, of course, the negative talk and the enemy can speak lies into our mind. And Mm -hmm. just through speaking this all out loud when we done our testimony, the uh, the amount of freedom that I got from wow. yeah. just the lie might still be there, mm. but the lie doesn't control me anymore. Absolutely. The lie doesn't have any power on me anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys had so much happen to you before you even met. And like I was just mentioning with Lindsay, so that you met this guy and... Yeah. So in the midst of all of that, that was going on during that time in my life through high school, um... I went on a mission trip and met this 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 man. He was a youth pastor. Yep. Not mine, but um, he was with us on the trip. And um, afterward, he kind of took this role as a mentor for me. Right. And I, you know, he became someone I could open up to and talk to. And I, you know, really built a strong relationship with him and um, seeking out that intimacy and relationships and whatnot. Like, I just really... St- soaked in everything that I got from him relationally. Like I just really took in, you know, the attention that I was getting, yep. the fact that he cared about all aspects all the stuff of my you're life. Looking for. And I just, I told him everything. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, that relationship went from, you know, in my mind, you know, innocent and, you know, he's just somebody who cares about me and, right. you know, wants to, you know, see good things happen in my life and cares about the fact that I love the Lord and, you know, what that looks like, you know, moving forward in my life. And so mm. he, yeah, he had a big part to play and, you know, what would happen in the next few years. He, right. he, mm-hmm. uh, there was some controlling things that started happening within that relationship. You know, I didn't recognize him at the time. You know, he started to kind of dictate who who I could spend my time with. He would say, oh, you can't go hang out with that guy because, you know, right. he's sure. no good. Because ultimately, he wanted me to mm-hmm. himself. Yep. And so, you know, I didn't, again, necessarily recognize it in the beginning, but then that relationship changed and it shifted. And it went from, you know, this mentorship thing to now we were entering and crossing boundaries as far as emotional lines and yep. and he was sharing things with me and et cetera, et cetera. And it just it it went bad really quickly. Yeah. Like you I ended, ended up, up moving in with him. Yeah, like I and he was eleven. Over the years course of senior. a year, I mean, you know, things happened before I was eighteen and you know, I I had hardly even kissed a guy. Wow. When we when we met. And yep. you know, I you know, I gave him my heart, my mind, my body, everything, and because I trusted him so much. And um, mm. yeah, before I knew it, I was turning my back on everybody that I loved mm. and cared about, and everything that I believed in and knew. And he became my security blanket. He became my wow. safety. Like he became everything. Mm. And That's so dangerous. It wow. is. It, but so, like, it's very common at, yeah. at the younger and that. You know, the so reason we share the stories, Lindsay, and I love you sharing it because if people could actually see Lindsay here and see the woman she's turned into and how mm. strong she is because of because of the fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're a fighter. Yeah. And you need to be. Donnie, you too. Um, that, that's the, the testimony in it yeah. is that that controlling thing you were able to, to release that through a process and to encourage our listeners um, if you can relate to that part of the story or relate to that, you're going to really like the rest of the story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I remember you saying, Lindsay, in 2005, it was like 
God threw a life preserver to you, like oh, by way of a friend emailing you oh, from sure. New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had these friends, um, I'll say their names because they wouldn't care. Yeah. Drew and Joanne yeah. Go for it. Wicks and they're, um, they have been such a light. Um, mm. and definitely God planted a seed with them in my life. I mean, I've known them since I was in like middle school. Okay. And, um, anyway, they ran a camp here in New Brunswick and a Christian camp and, you know, they were, they were reaching out just, I think they knew what was going on in my life a right. little bit. I think they had heard through the grapevine, you know, mm-hmm. that things were happening and I'd made some decisions and was in this relationship. And so they reached out and Andrew was just like, you know, like, whatever you need like we're yep. here like you know if you just need to get away for a little bit whatever i just kind of ignored it for a second and then came back to the email and just got real with them and said like yeah like i need to get away like yeah. and so they they opened the door they opened up the opportunity wow. i was like you know like this i didn't even think it was possible to kind of break free from the mess that i was in or right. all the mm, stuff that stuff. was going on in my life and you know god was just like here here you go and wow. Andrew, and you just used him for that like you know i just in that moment it was like i could i was free just in the fact of being able to say yes yeah like mm-hmm. take you know take, i'm coming yeah <laughs> so you came but then i remember you sharing like you know he threw you that life preserver, but you weren't quite ready because didn't you jump into another relationship? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I told God when all that went down, like I told God, like, take, do whatever you want with my life. Like I've always desired to live for God, but like, you know, things get in the way of that. And so like coming out of that, I was just like, God, do, do whatever. Like, I just, I want to be free. I want to live for you, whatever that looks like. And yeah. I find like we make those decisions and we mean them. We have all good intentions, for sure. but there was so mm-hmm. much brokenness. Like my heart, what my view of love and just were so distorted. Oh yeah. And so, and I still had this, these huge holes in my heart right. that needed to be filled up with something. And yeah, I entered into this awesome opportunity to work at this camp and just to be loved on in a place of, you know, to, to find some freedom and Mm. I Mm. chose to enter into another relationship, you know, and use, you know, that became a distraction. And so like, yeah, I did get some, some healing. I did go through, through that time at the camp of just like being loved on and having some really good, awesome opportunities. But I also just covered a lot of the holes up with band-aids, never really fully healing from all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Donnie, like for you, I I know you were saying earlier that you were abused in many different ways. Um, You never felt big enough, strong enough, or worth anyone's time. When you said that, I almost broke. Um, But then you said, until you were 11 years old, you were at your uncle's house. What happened that day when you felt you didn't feel small anymore? Well, it was a... It's kind of funny how things do stick into your memory, and you're not quite certain as to why, but... uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, re- I remember that one, and it's, I guess it's quite common for every drunk to remember his first drink, but uh, yeah. I remember we were all there, and it was a you know it was a big house party, um, and of course all the adults were inside and doing their thing. You were 11. I was 11, yeah. Imagine, Lincoln's like, boy, almost yeah. 12, yeah. It was never too late for him, no wow. 15. But, <laughs> oh, uh, my. We, a bunch of us cousins were outside, and yeah. <clears throat> uh, I had a... A pint of rum, and of course my cousins had a few drinks as well, and they were like, hey, I bet you can't 
tip that up and drink it as fast as you can. And I said, well, I bet I can. Mm. And of course I tip it up and all I hear is him, you know, cheering me on, chug it, chug it. And wow. I just felt inside that holy jumpings, mm-hmm. finally I'm accepted. Like oh, wow. they, they actually want me around. Yeah. Isn't it uh I can relate to it's, it's, I know you're going to agree. It's the feeling you've been, you were looking for. Mm. And you found it. And at yeah. 11, you could recognize that. It's, I remember I remember the same thing. I remember feeling it, and I was thinking, this is what I've been looking for. Absolutely. And whew, the rest oh. is history. <laughs> and and it, just, it wasn't just the social aspect of it. It was, mm. it was the physical, oh, yeah. emotional, like everything. It was like, yeah. holy jumpings. My, my skin actually fits. You know, it was mm-hmm. a, a romantic intimate moment with me and Mr. Alcohol for which, a second. Which, which comes to the point why it's so tough to quit it too. Absolutely. Because you're breaking up with somebody that actually at one time Had my wasn't a dysfunctional relationship. Mm. It actually was your love Could yeah. count on and it. a friend. <laughs> yeah. And now this relationship has gone really bad um, and you need out. And it's yeah. tough. It, it, man, good. So, so that was at 11. And yeah. then didn't you say like 13? Mm-hmm. You were yeah, like drinking. By the time I was 13, it was like, I knew, I knew that feeling yeah. and I wanted it back. And every time I drank, that's how I felt. Man, and crazy. By 17, I was every day, just wow. drink every day. Man, you're still going to school and stuff? Were you able to like... No. Did, no, you no. didn't finish that? I I can't really remember. A lot, yeah. A lot at that point, but yep. I think I was... I think it was like 12 or 13 when I left school mm-hmm. for a year or two. And then I went back to school and I made it to like grade 10 and a half, mm-hmm. like almost to 11 Yeah, uh, when yeah. I was expelled the last time. But uh, man, when I went Tough. back to school the last time, I think it was grade eight. Mm-hmm. I, I was living on my own, doing my own thing. Wow, and grade eight. Yeah, I know. And so I hope, I, I know you don't mind me asking this because I know a lot of your story. And uh, when you guys shared your testimony the other night, it was absolutely amazing. But uh, people need to, I, I don't know, I care if I say that, need to know how bad it was. They don't need to know how bad, but I love because they need to know how good it is now. Mm. I think when you understand how bad it really was, it really emphasizes how good it is. Um, and I, we sat in groups together and got to know each other and just watching that stuff break off of you was was incredible. But when you hit the age about 27 is where you said, okay, so, something's... Well, I didn't, I didn't realize, like, of course, I got a lot of alcoholics in my family, a lot of recovering alcoholics even, but I didn't, I thought it was just, you guys just don't have what it takes to quit, you know, you're weak or whatever. And uh, until I came to the point where... Uh, my significant other at that point in time, uh, she said, you have to quit or you have to get out. And mm. well, she had said that for, I don't yeah. know, 12 years. Mm. And this time I was like, yeah, okay. And I, I'll never forget it. Uh, I quit. I was sober for, I don't know, like almost a month. And for me at that point, that was a long time. Mm. And I just went to town to get some supplies. I was renovating the ba- bathroom and I needed some plumbing fixtures. And before I knew it, I was drunk, right? Mm. Just like that. Wow. I didn't didn't even know what happened. And yeah. uh, of course, the last time was the last time, and mm. uh, that's when, yeah, I was I was homeless. <laughs> you know, right. I was wow. I was out on my own, and I had lost everything uh, materially uh, yeah. that I ever had. But man, so that uh, was like 
the breaking point? 27? No, goodness, no. No? No, 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 no it was all. No, no. Oh, then wow. I went to recovery and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went to detox and to rehab and I come out, I was physically fit, you know, I, yeah. I didn't. Didn't you any... meet a pastor? Oh, yeah. Somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did that work? Okay. Before I went, mm-hmm. yeah, before I went to rehab, yes, um, I was, I was at the, uh, the bar slash cafe. So in, in the daytime, it was a cafe. And okay. at nighttime, it was a bar. All right. And uh, <laughs> the lady who run it, she was she was what I would call a good friend of mine. And uh, in the morning at 7 a.m. when I get there, I would have my choice of whiskey or coffee. And she was ever so kind. She always gave me whiskey in the morning. And, oh, nice. Uh, I was sitting out on the back deck and uh, enjoying my, my morning brew. And um, there was this guy sitting behind me. And uh, he just kept trying to carry on a conversation with me and I was like dude not right now all right I, just let me be and uh, he wouldn't you know yeah. and later he told me that God just wouldn't let him be still and wow. uh, he, he was Buck Booker and uh, eventually he had what a name that's oh, an awesome Pastor name Buck Booker. <laughs> Pastor Buck Booker and I'll tell you what he carries it he oh, carries dude. that name wow. oh just a Special yeah. man. God was chasing after you even then. Oh, long before. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know how you look back That's, over your story and yeah. you're like, God was whispering there and whispering it. there. We look back. No. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so rehab three months, sober for a few months after that. Um, then January, I think, 13th, I have it written down, 2008, you went to detox, long-term rehab, and the alcohol was done. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Wow. It, it, I was... Yeah. I was done yeah. before I got to rehab. I See, was, yeah, I know. And I love that. And for the listeners out there saying, man, how come when I go to rehab, um, I, I can't make it, I can't do this. I, I hope they're hearing the backstory before the rehab. Yeah. So mm. walking into the, it, there was multiple rehabs that looked different, not even necessarily a rehab, but there was, there was a huge journey before you got to that point and said you were done. And that, that needs to encourage some people because mm. I find with you, it's like, man, I, I just I run into people, Donnie, and you do too, and they and we can't tell the truth of what's really going on, mm. and it just prolongs that process. Absolutely, and, yeah. and you need like I I love when at Celebrate Recovery when sober, someone's sober for three months and they come in and they said I drank today, right? And it's like, okay, good yep. stuff. Let's move on. Yep. Let's move. Relapse it it is just part totally. Of you know, and and I know when we say relapse is part of recovery, it's not a green green light. No, it's not. But but it, but it, it tends to be many people's stories. Yeah, when we, yeah. I, no, you can, and and you won't stay stuck if you if we celebrate that three months and then celebrate the four months and then the six months and the two months and then the eight months and then maybe a year and and it's not about the time; it's about the recovery. That's right. Yeah, right? Exactly. I, I have some really good friends that just can't get long term in, but they are awesome people and love Jesus mm-hmm. and, and serve Him, and that. Anyway, that encourages, I want people to hear the backstory mm. when God kind of removed that from your life and, and started to work on other things because he was interested in the guy he created. Yeah. Um, and he knew that there was things in there that needed to fall off, and that was just one of them. And then right? around this time, you guys met. Oh, yeah. Here right? we go. Yeah. Woo. This is when it all started. She couldn't turn away. I couldn't turn away. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, I don't know. We want to talk about that for a sec? We can. Yeah. We're going to get a little more interactive and you met and then like stuff. it wasn't long. Yeah. So we, um, after Donnie came out of rehab and he had been out for a while, he was involved with the church and someone from his church brought him to, um, 
volunteer with an acts of kindness ministry that we were both there. So I was involved just, with it. Just this to time. clear this up, <laughs> all right? Because a lot of people don't understand this. We met doing street ministry. Yeah, I was not on the street. Oh, just, okay. just to he get that because some people <laughs> might get Te- that. Mixed technically, up. you were on the street, but not living on the street. Correct. Okay. Correct. okay. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, we we met doing street ministry. So that was really cool, and we got to know each other a lot while we were doing that right so what an awesome place to meet your future husband (laughs) so yeah we i was i was doing things like going taking people to get groceries and things like that um through the ministry okay um it's just one of the outreach things that we did sometimes people need groceries sometimes people need to be taken to the hospital but i couldn't do it by myself like it just wasn't a safe thing right and so um you know, Donnie was somebody who was available. Um, so I'd call on Donnie and be like, Hey, like, can you come with me? I've got to go here. Um, and I'm going to take this couple to go do this. And so he would come with me and just over time, over a course of a few months, we got to know one another and yeah, there I actually <laughs> remember one time she actually called and she said, no, no, you don't understand. I need a man to come with me, uh, right? I, I'm just saying. I there you go. The emphasis was on that one. There you go. He remembers way, it. But... He remembers it. And but... you know my memory doesn't lie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So how long did it take from the first time you like were interested till you got married? Um, I think so. It wasn't we long, eh? yeah, so we dated for six months, or. You mean like from the time we started talk, like hanging yeah, out? Yeah, whatever. I mean, it, only, it was only a couple of months. Yeah, I remember yeah, it you was, telling me that. It wasn't it was long. Cool. How and old then were you guys when we started, though? I'm. 35. How old when you got married? Yeah. When we got married? Yeah. Oh, I was 25. Yeah, 25. Yeah. Okay. I'm married 10 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 10 years? Cool. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You mean that? Would it, I was 30. I was 30. You I remember were you 30? that. Yeah, you I just was. turned 30. I gave you your first birthday cake. Yeah, or so. first yeah. Bible. I can't remember. Are, I gave you a birthday you a cake and a Bible. We weren't even yeah. dating. Am I in a 40 club? <laughs> yeah. Technically. 41. <laughs> You're in the 40 club. I'm in the 40 club. I'm not. I know. Yes, you're you are. Oh, come on. <laughs> you and I know for a second. You're so into, yeah. so into it here. Yeah. I know. <laughs> All right, cool. We, so you got married. Yeah. Well, That's we, cool. we only dated for like, it was six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, let's get married. <laughs> So this right. is where we were you talking about, like, soon after you got married, you saw some red flags on the uh, Before we got married, okay. we saw red yeah. flags. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, like it's we... funny how we did the backstory here, like yeah. Donnie's story, and then and then you got married. It's like, oh, no, wait, like, all this stuff you heard about Donnie, that they were they were married. Yeah. And vice versa. This, right, the green, the red light, green light, didn't yeah, we, come on. We, I don't, you know, we, you know, we were in love. Like, yeah. we, you know, we were... We thought it was right, and we were ready, and so we planned a wedding in three months, which was insanity, because I was doing it by myself. I mean, I had some help, but very little. My family's in North Carolina. Yeah. You know, like, there are all the details, you know, and all that stuff, and there was a lot of stress. Like, Donnie was working crazy to just, like you know, afford his own bills, not, you know, let alone like just the expenses of a wedding, you know, my family obviously helped out, but like, it was just a really stressful time and we just chalked up all our fighting to, it must be just because of the wedding or it must just be because of whatever, because you're in denial, right? Yeah. You don't want to Because God was right at the center of the whole wedding. Right, of course. Yeah. 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 And you consulted him in every decision like we did. Oh goodness, yes. Like, I mean, you think, oh, like we love God so much and we just want him to be so much a part of our lives and all this stuff, but you completely get distracted by things and leave him out of the whole thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That temporary feeling here replaces 
the lasting feeling from him real quickly as it over and over where the love bug bites and it's like okay this is what i want i think Lindsay, even too like you said from your previous relationships how that was do you think there was anything it's like i'm not letting this go this is what i want this is what i need right is there like do you think there was oh yeah yeah. like i yeah like you just like i'm holding on to this yeah I'm not yeah, getting hurt again. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I'm going to make this right. You push right. through. Yeah, yeah, you push through. It's going to it's gonna work like we out. We met in ministry, That's so right. God... Yeah, like, this must it, be right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's what you always wanted. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you don't you don't want to be alone. You, uh-huh. you, want, you want a good life with someone who loves the Lord, and you just think, well, here we go. I found yeah. it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. For sure. Cool. And Donnie, like when... Wow. I remember you saying in your testimony that you had certain expectations that you brought into the marriage. Well, yeah, it's kind of, it wasn't until, uh, our pastor friend told us that, you know, when you're, when you're getting, when you get married, you have expectations and whatever. But I just didn't understand. Like when I was growing up, I wasn't supposed to do the dishes and do the cleaning and do the cooking. That was my wife's job. She was supposed to take care of my laundry. Oh, and, you know, man, when I, I wish I didn't, I wish I didn't bring this up. We got married. You're supposed to Which take care of Which actually is good advice, really. Like, oh, is it ever? Well, yeah, it is, is it nice to know each other, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Right? We definitely but didn't give ourselves that, time. No. Mm. It's just not that sort of stuff, neither. It was, uh, if you were to ask my mother about my father... Well, he is the man of the house, and mm. it wouldn't matter what my father did if it was an absolute ridiculous idea. She would never say it was a ridiculous idea. She'd back mm. him all the way, regardless of what it meant. And, yeah, very old school. Well, my wife was is a little bit different than that. <laughs> she's logical, and she's like, no, that's... She actually you know. well, Not just that, I came and... out of that abusive relationship, and right. I was determined, like... Yeah. No, no one's going to have control over me. No one's right. going to have. So I had a very And you didn't marry your mother. Opinion. I did not marry You found out like, that you didn't marry your mother. No, no. no. My mother ironed my work clothes. Yeah. Absolutely. Julie she did. didn't. And you're. No. 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 And, I, and, and you didn't marry your mother either. I, I know. No. I know. And it was like, how? where's my work clothes? There must be no work today. <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely. <laughs> Is there no work? To, oh, it's Wednesday. Well, that's weird. Is it a snowstorm? No. What? They, my clothes aren't ready. What do I do? Where's my sandwich? Well, what am I? I have to go to oh, work. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Poor guys, eh, Lindsay? Oh, just awful. Of course, it's a lot deeper than that. I just, uh, unfortunately, I don't. Put, putting that into words is not really my, my strong suit. But right. there was a lot of things that I wasn't prepared for. Mm-hmm. Right. And neither was she. No. <laughs> and Lindsay, you said that you had issues of trust and intimacy, communication and finances almost right away, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, after we got married, I mean, you know, the marriage is this big high and then you come down off of that. I mean, within the first few weeks, we were just like... All the married people have no idea what you're talking about. I know, right? (laughs) Like, wow. Really? When's that going to happen to us? (laughs) We didn't have, you know, we were right into it. There was Donnie, he was working really hard and our finances were really tight. We were dealing with, like, the financial strain of things. We were dealing with the fact that, okay, what does it look like to live together? Because Mm. we weren't living together before marriage. Like, that was something we... Stuck to and mm-hmm. you know, and we didn't really know what it was like to do life together, sharing our finances, sharing all those things, and uh-huh. 
just all the stresses of everything. And then we don't really, we can't even really remember exactly what it was, but we know that there was a time in within those first few weeks where, you know, I'd asked Donnie about something to do with our finances and he lied to me. Mm. This, you were gambling at this time, right, Donnie? Maybe. I, I wouldn't say no. Okay. But I... I'm not sure. <laughs> I, yeah, there was something going but on. But I do know this. I do know hey, this. People ask me. It's like I just You're sometimes still say. Not gonna admit sometimes to I, it. I just go sure. Like, I don't know. Wait, wait. What might do you be, know? I was. I, I was. I, really I must don't have know been that high. He was. I think it might have actually had something to do with something as simple as like he uh, went and bought a pack of cigarettes, but didn't want to tell me about well, it. Well, what it right. was is we were financially strapped, like extremely yeah. tight, mm-hmm. and. Well, Lindsay said, you need to cut back on your cigarettes Mm. Well, or quit. And what my brain says, because of my history, it was, okay, hide them. Done. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I can't believe how... You guys are so similar. It's not we're so similar. Everybody that's listening, like, I hope you're cluing in. And the women that are listening... It, you, if your husband's an addict, this is what he's doing. Mm, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just I, like, oh, I had one beer on Wednesday. No, no, you did. You had a dozen. Yeah. So, and if you Lindsay, didn't, were just you say thinking you like, what did I get myself into? Oh, I'm in another bad relationship now. I'm married. Fear, every everything that mm. I ever struggled with just like flooded Flared to the forefront up. of our issues yeah. in our marriage, and I could no longer see him the same because I couldn't trust him. It's yeah. like, okay, I can't trust you. So now what? Now what do I do? Like this is right. this is a mess. Like I've gotten myself into another terrible relationship, but this time I'm married. And I'm stuck. Oh, so yeah. you borrow a bunch of money on going on vacation, and that helps. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You, you spend money you don't have and yeah. bury it and stuff. That Thankfully, helps. Thankfully, like we 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 didn't do too much of that. But no, we, I know. but we that's no, what we I do know. Today. But like, yeah, but we I need a Facebook picture so everyone knows we're good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. Then Donnie, I remember you saying that. The feelings from when you were a kid, like, I'm not good enough, all of those started to flare up on you, right? Well, you know, uh, one of the things that my dad kind of, I don't know whether he did it on purpose or what have you, but a man's worth was, <laughs> it's going to sound funny, but a man's got to have three things. you got to have a good woman, you got to have a good job, yep. you got to have a good truck. <laughs> all right. Well, I didn't have a driver's license. I didn't have a truck. Right. right? And, well, people had to... Th- think that I had a good woman. She, right. she is. Don't, yeah. Sorry, that slipped no. away. No, but at anyway, the time, it was hard. I couldn't make any money. Like, yeah. I, I think when we did get married, yeah, when we got married, I was exterior painting in St. John, mm-hmm. working for myself in the foggy city. I was trying to paint houses outside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then it, it was, uh, she... she uh, I, I sponsored her to come to the United States doing all that legal stuff. And they told me I had to get a real job, like a legal job. Oh. And I was working at the hotel for minimum wage or just right. pennies over minimum wage. And I was working for this company at this point. You know, mm. it was just work, work, work. And everything's falling behind. And uh, due to the choices, I assume a lot of it was due to the choices that I had made. You know, lying about cigarettes or, or hiding money, gambling or what have you. Uh I had created distrust and whatnot, and everything that my wife would say negative to me, instead of me actually hearing what she's saying, I'm like, I hear she's saying, you're not good enough. You're, mm. you're garbage. You're, and they never right. said it. That's the crazy thing, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And speaking of gambling, tell us about the Moncton incident, either or one of you. Well, nobody wants to take 
uh, ownership of whose idea it was. It yeah. may have been mine, but I honestly, out of innocence, like I didn't realize, I didn't know. Didn't right? know. Like no. I was. So it's I, back it, to your fault. Well, I, I do know that's how it works. It was not my idea. <laughs> no. If it was their because idea, <laughs> because we didn't tell them something, it's exactly. Our fault. Yeah. Oh wait, let's just say mm. this, Donnie. It's, it's my our fault. fault. Well, oh yeah. Never <laughs> having, but never yeah. having experienced gambling no. or anything, I right. didn't, just no, you didn't know. Stuff growing no. up, like you know, it was like, oh wow, we have a casino right here. Like there was never anything like that. Right. So we go, we go to Moncton. Yeah. And uh, my wife, God love her, she's over here and she's playing this machine. And it was, was it one cent? I don't even yeah. know. No problem. And, and yeah. she was so excited because she made like seven cents or something. Anyway, <laughs> but of course, what did I do? I walked in. They went, my friends went this way. And right. This is how you can tell you're an addict or a gambler. Right. I didn't go with them. I went by myself you where were, I could yeah. hide yep, and isolate yep. and just enjoy what I was doing. And uh, mm-hmm. we did make plans on $20. Um, yeah. And I, you did know that I took money out of the bank machine while we were there. Yeah, right? like okay, we, good, we good. ended up saying, was like, oh, I no, wasn't let's sure. do some more. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, good spot. Yeah, we had no idea. Right. And, and that thing. was the trigger. It was like, oh, boom. Then it was, you know, it was, I didn't think about, you know, I'm not good enough or I don't. Mm. It didn't matter. Yeah. I was right there in that moment. That play. Same uh, as the drugs. Same as the alcohol. Yeah. And yeah, I was hooked again. Yeah. And you were primed up because everything that was going on. Oh, I was ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Man. Oh, and Lindsay, then like things started to fall apart. Like you said, you were putting pressure on Donnie to show you love. You were just craving for security at this time. Yeah. It's crazy how resentful. Yeah. It's crazy how, um, unhealthy you can be and not be aware of it like I put so much pressure on him to love me enough and just to be everything that I needed to fix me like right. we were getting in these big fights and even though like maybe he was saying things and and you know we were just saying nasty things to one another blah blah, blah at the end of it I would still want him to be the one who comforted me yeah like, mm-hmm. you know or to make me feel better or like you know and and just even in general throughout our weeks or whatever like I was just like you know, you're not loving me enough. Like you're mm. not making me feel what I, sh- you know, the way yeah. I should feel. Like my identity, all that stuff was still mm. trying to fit a person. Because all along, up until this point, I was mm. always trying to fit people yeah. into mm-hmm. the hole that that Jesus hole, was yeah, supposed that to Jesus take. Fill, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So many mm-hmm. of us do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, and I, then, I just that hole is just so. Yeah. And, and the thing, it's so real that, and I don't, like, Jesus started to fill mine, um, and it wasn't some profound, um, like, big slap in the face. It was, it was I got some, and same as you guys can relate, and I can hear it in your storylines, like, I got some major issues here, and I need some help. And he just started to come in, like, he came in holy and powerful, mm. spiritually and righteous, and my father, he, I was filled up. But I had so many things in the way um, mm. that were distracting me from what he really wanted to do in me. And, and that's a real hole. I love when you said that, Lindsay, because I just think in the whole story, like we're, we're going through your story really step by step right up to the end. And, and it, it's cool. But that people need to understand. I don't feel that like Jesus, like I'm failing, I'm falling, I'm failing. It's like, right. you, gotta, like you, you have to understand he's there when you don't feel him. Mm. Like he is there. Yep. It, it's like story after story and person after person, it, it's it comes back to that love of Jesus and working, working, like we say the steps, 
but it's a discipleship program. Yeah. Like Dallas Willard, he's a great theologian. One of the, you know, if you look this guy up, he's wrote a ton of books. I'm reading one now. And this guy loved Jesus. Very influential, big church, the whole deal. And his favorite discipleship program was 12 step. Yeah. And this isn't an AA guy. He was never an alcoholic. He was never mm. that. But to implement that in his church and different, it was just, that was his favorite discipleship program. And it is, it's healthy. It's because it works. It, it, yeah, does. it does. And to get that stigma out, all oh, it's 12 step. I don't need it. Like you don't like, you need steps call it something else. I don't care what you call it. Right. Right. It, it's 12 phases to freedom. Yeah. It yeah. took so long to get here as yeah. we see, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it takes, it takes some time to, oh, to get out of the mess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope we're answering them some questions as we go through this. If yeah. people are listening, like through through the storytelling and through the testimony, yeah. that we're saying some things that people can actually hear and yeah. and end up um, talking to somebody and actually opening up about the real things. Something triggers something inside you, and if you do hear it, so um, it is pretty common, like to feel hopeless. And I know you were starting to feel hopeless at this point in your story, and you were isolating. Um, but then at some point you decided you needed counseling and yeah, like we were repeating the same things over and over. It's a cycle, yeah. right? We just kept doing this, you know, the insanity, the definition yes. of insanity, expecting over, a different yeah. result. And we yep. just weren't, we weren't yeah. able to just kind of pull out of that being stuck. We were, we were, you know, talking, we were reaching out to people, counselors, pastors, whoever would really sit down and talk to us. But like, ultimately, like when we would come away from those times and we would sit down together um, at home or, you know, when we would start doing life, you know, through the week or whatever, I mean, all the problems, there were just too many. There were too many for us to try to sort out in one counseling session or one session sitting yeah, down with someone sure. to talk to us. And so it just got too bad. We yeah. we were in such a state, we were doing nothing but hurting each other constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just constant fighting, constant just like... We were destroying one another. Yeah. It was awful. And we just couldn't deal with it anymore. Like we just, mm. we, some, we had to come to a place. We were either going to completely destroy one another. Right. Mm-hmm. Or we were going to get some real help. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen together. Yep. And then I, lo- I know like you had a whole bunch of things happen. Like. I, I love that. I want to just stop yeah, for a sure. sec. Because back when Donnie had a realization and got help and got sober. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you realized, you know, you met Donnie, you were in ministry doing these things, things were good and you got together. And I love how through the marriage, other things and those problems and everything came up again. And then you came to a point where you needed to get help. And yeah. different, I love how it's, it just, it's, I love the process. I mm-hmm. love watching the process unfold. Yeah. I, I love that Donnie. And that was I just love watching that unfold. Right. I, I do. I it's, know. it's so neat. Like it's like okay, that problem's fixed, and there's something. Else. I think it's neat how you guys came to it alone, and then now you came to it together. Yeah. And that's where it really started. Like that honesty of, yeah. like you don't have to lie if you're having a cigarette, or you don't have to lie. Like she's not leaving you because of our honesty. You yeah. don't know how much of an impact that thought actually has had. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, you're not in trouble. It is your wife. Exactly. You're not in trouble. This is not uncommon. Like I grew up this way, you know, uh, the loudest person wins. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I was I was fine with that. But yeah. It was like every single thing. It's it's every thought that you have. If you do something wrong, it's like, OK, so what is she going to do? Is she going to leave mm-hmm. or is is yeah. my my life am i just going to be punished or yeah. w- what's going to happen mm-hmm. and to come to that realization that 
Well, obviously, she's as stubborn as I am. Not going anywhere, <laughs> right? So, and then being well, honest. Uh, and and it, that's where the counseling, and yeah. we can jump back on that train Well, I was going to say, like, and sometimes, isn't it crazy how sometimes it takes, like, a tragedy, like, for things to start to turn around? Like, well, you moved out for a while, but then you had, like, a fire? Yeah, like, I, I mean, when we when we separated, like, we didn't, it wasn't for the sake of getting a divorce. Like, right. we knew, like, we, we knew that we could... If, if we got the help we need, that's, that we both needed as individuals, awesome. that yeah. we would be able to come back together. So mm-hmm. we were just like, okay, we've got to get apart so mm-hmm. we can get better. We didn't do that long enough. I nope. think I think it's very important that we actually kind of talk a little bit about that. Uh, Lindsay did have her own apartment. She did. Yep. It, and I'm actually being serious when I'm talking about yeah, this. Yeah, no. I'm, uh, our intent as you said, was not to divorce. That's right. This, this was a separation because we were both not well. Yeah. Uh, now, I know that my wife, at that point in time, one of my wife's strong suits was not cooking. So <laughs> <laughs> I made it a point, and it's not because she asked me to. It was because she was my wife. And I made it a point as often as I could to cook supper and take it over for her. And it wasn't because, you know, I was trying to smooth my way back in or anything of that nature. It was, we were not divorcing. We were separating. Yeah. And, you know, I, I speak that so firmly because today people is like, oh, marriage is hard and we're just going to give up or mm. we're getting a temporary se- separation and they go out and they go mm. to the bars and meet somebody else. Right. No, that's not what we're supposed to do. No. Separate for a time, get yeah. healing. Yeah. And then come together. But for the purpose of it, working yeah. on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what we didn't do. And the reason she would have, um, but I was well, waiting. We had times I, that no, we were separated. Time, no, we had times were, apart. Yeah, but, rehab and- but it would have been healthier. And yes, we did. I, yeah, we definitely did. But I think there was a time there where we had a few weeks where it probably should have been maybe oh, a month yeah. or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but yeah, the shame, I, well, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't, because I, people, I just yeah. couldn't handle people thinking that it was over. You shouldn't and, worry and it about ma- that. And it drug out. Mm-hmm. It added 10 months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shame is a powerful thing. And, yeah. and feeling the yeah. pressure of doing yeah. something when you're not think, ready is definitely not yeah. the I know. way they go. Like, what are people sure. going to think if we're separating? Yeah. Right. It's like people need to, We. I don't know if we can help release them from that fear, but come see us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We'll help release That's you right. from this it. This is definitely a place that you can be free of it, that. Yeah, and where it's like, okay, we want to separate to get together, and then we can help them with some steps, mm-hmm. like put the work in while you're separated. To, you know, have Absolutely. a date, have a, you know, fight, yeah. fight to get, like do it. Yeah. So why did you describe the fire as a blessing in disguise? Oh, 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 for so many reasons. <laughs> well, but for for us, like, I was stuck in a job I hated. Like, you know, like we were just working to survive like it Mm. wasn't we weren't doing anything with ourselves that were like super productive in my opinion like we were just like working to pay bills and all that stuff which is life but at the same time like I mean the amount of hours that we were working and pointless yeah Yeah. it it just wasn't where we were supposed to be like it wasn't it wasn't conducive for anything healthy in our relationship Mm -hmm. or even for us as individuals to get help because we didn't even have time to go get help right unless something changed yeah and so when the fire happened, you know, it opened up the opportunity because, again, Andrew and Joanne are friends who've, you know, God has just used in yeah. such big ways to be there in those times where we really needed mm-hmm. someone. Um, and just out of their obedience, like, they just were like, and their heart for people, they're just like, we would love for you guys to come 
Wow. to our camp we want to yeah. open it or so we want you to come is here. that circle square ranch yeah that yeah. was it, at the time it shifted to snyder mountain ranch okay so, yeah yeah and so it's always kind of been a place for people you know to come their heart was for it wow. to be a place for healing and and restoration and so when the fire happened it kind of freed us. We didn't have the house debt anymore. Yeah. Like we didn't have like Clothes. all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we, we lost a lot of stuff and that was terrible. And we, you know, we mourned that and we walked through that and it was a long right. process and it was hard, but it brought us back together we weren't quite ready, but it was, it was kind of like, okay, this like, God must just be in this because everything just fell together. Yep. And, um, because we had some issues with insurance, blah, blah, blah. Like it was just kind of a mess that way. And we were like, we can't pay our mortgage and a rental. And and so like it solved so many problems. Just God moved mountains and and opened this door. And we were like, yes, like this is what we want. Like our hearts desire together, the initial coming together in our relationship, we wanted to serve the Lord. Like we wanted to step into Mm -hmm. a ministry situation or whatever that God wanted for us as a couple. Right. And this just was like, oh, really? You want you us back to come to and serving. do wow, do these so awesome, awesome things at this camp together? And yeah, yeah, so that door opened. We were able to step into that and just really, we were work, worked alongside one another. We were able yeah, to be mentored by amazing. an awesome couple that's and just cool. be poured into and loved on. They so, were important yeah. years, very, for sure. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very foundational. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Roots are you can only spread your wings as deep as your roots go, right? And. Yeah. Uh, that that's important. So you, we're gonna jump ahead. We're getting a little short on time. We don't want to keep people all night. But um, Julie, you're, you were thinking something there, were you? Well, I was uh, just gonna say, Donnie, you mentioned by working at Circle Square Ranch at the time, you had more time on your hands, and like you walked through with your father, he had cancer, oh, right? Man. And that was a big. Again, you know, looking back, you can see where God had His hand in everything. But uh, uh, when I did leave home. Uh, and I, I moved to the city. Things weren't really good with Dad and I, mm-hmm. um, because well, they might have been good on his end, but on my end, I let him down in every way, shape, or form. Yeah. And uh, it, when he got sick with cancer, um, working at the ranch, I mean, one of the things that Andrew uh, strongly believed in is people first, work second. And wow. you know, I'll, I'll never forget that lesson. And. Uh, he had a diesel car like mind you it wasn't a fancy one but we had lots of diesel and we had a diesel car so he's like every moment you can you need to spend with your dad and yeah i did i drove back and forth from sussex to st andrews every night for quite a while mm. and uh the, the mm. i think it was two days before he went to the hospital um he was in he was laying in bed and uh i just really felt that I just really wanted to have a heart to heart with him. And, uh, mm-hmm. I went in and I was like, dad, I'm just so sorry. You know, I, wow. I've let you down in so many different ways. And I know that I'm not what you had hoped that I would be for us on. And, you know, I just never forget it. He just looked me in the eye and told me, he says, you're crazy. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was hard for a while, but look who you are. Look what wow. you're doing. Look what you've become. I'm, I'm not ashamed of you. You were a drunk and a drag, a drug addict, but you're not anymore. Wow. And, you know, I do love you, and mm. I am proud of you. That's awesome. That was just quite impactful. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Like that. that is awesome. That's awesome. It's neat. You know, not everybody gets that. No. Not everyone gets that, so that's cool. No. Something you get to hold on to. That was, right? that was God's. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And then, so after this, you guys moved to Charlotte County. I know that there was changes at the camp, and then you moved to Charlotte County to work back to your roots. Back to the digging plants. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think Lindsay loved it there. I know I met her in a small <laughs> yeah. group, a ladies' small group, and it wasn't uh, but let your me favorite tell you, place. She could make a lot of men look real silly with her skill because <laughs> she, <laughs> she done amazing digging plants. Yeah. Yes, but you I know what? That. It's funny it in that job. Fun you, you were able to, you guys were both able to be at CR a lot. Yeah. Like uh-huh. You had yeah. the flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat. It, you know, I don't know. That's kind of cool. Like, yeah. And now you guys are stronger in your recovery, obviously, and have a lot of things. And jo- Donnie, your your job is, you know, more demanding your way more. But, you know, that's what I love is recovery gives us a little bit of freedom. Yeah. Yep. Um, not not total freedom in a sense, but it gave you guys, you know, like and Lindsay, you're, you're obviously here um, as much as you can be. And so are you, Donnie. But in that season, you guys didn't miss. Yeah. And that's couldn't, when it all started. No, miss. Yeah. I know. That's right. And then you guys ended up in Chris Pam living out here. But Lindsay, what was a little bit about your step study group? I want people to hear what these are. Like we know this, they're celebrate recovery on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Um, and that program is amazing. And the cool thing is, is people can start coming to that now and mm. they don't have to wait. We, we, no, I didn't have a Celebrate Recovery to go to, and neither did you, and I know it would have looked different. Oh, I, I probably, I don't think I would have had to hit super rock bottom if I would actually come and open my mouth, mm. not just come and then leave and not just come and get caught up in the the awesomeness of it, but actually the work behind the scenes, and that's um, where some of our step groups come in. Um, people get tons of recovery, amazing um, doing the steps on the Tuesday nights and working through it. But we do have some small groups that meet um, for those that want to dedicate like 10 months once a week mm. to dig in. And Lindsay, you, so your small group just started to do one, right? Yeah. 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 It wasn't like you didn't know. Yeah, no, we'd been, we'd been, I'd been part of the small group for years. Yeah. yeah. And um, when Celebrate Recovery was, you guys were in the process of yeah. getting things that's where I met going. you, and that's yeah. In that group. Um, you know, our our leader Lynette, she was like, Let's, "We're gonna do the step study books," and so whoever yeah. wants to be a part of that can. And I was like, "Yes, please!" Like I believe in recovery. Like I because I'd heard about Celebrate Recovery before Donnie had had some um, experience with experience it, yeah. with that. Yeah, and um, you know, I knew that. You know what I'd heard about this program. I was like, yeah, I want to be a part of this. Like, yeah. I want to be a part of people's healing, and and you know, not even like I knew I was broken, but like to the degree, like, and, right? I mean, I knew that a lot of stuff needed to happen, but anyway. So getting into the step study, like, it was such a huge thing. Like digging into me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, because you go into this stuff, it's like, oh, I'm gonna do this step study, and then I'm gonna be able to go help people. That was my mentality. Like I'd still already like come, I'd already come, or sorry, I had come to a place where I was already in denial. Right. Like I'm already in denial, and I'm still not out of my mess yet. Like, yeah. That I needed this just as much as it would be something that I could yeah. step into to do. So, anyways, um, the the step study was super powerful i was able to walk through a lot of things and recognize my brokenness and recognize the places that need to be healed on my end yeah things i didn't even realize were an issue like codependency i didn't even know what codependency was right like None i was like what, what is that like yeah. you know as, as we start you know learning more and more about that and going through the steps like man i started getting some healing and started getting some some things started to change and shift in my life yeah as i started to open up about what was going on yeah what was really going on it made me get honest about Mm -hmm. 
who I was yeah, and what was going on with me. Not so much looking at Donnie anymore. Yeah, going, the step study is a game or, changer for me, you know, too. If he changes, then I'll get better. It wasn't about that anymore. It was like, yeah. okay, now I have to do something for myself. Right. To One of the things with the steps, too, people need to... People get excited when they come to Sierra and they're getting a bit of recovery and they want to jump into steps. And we've seen so many people come and jump into those. And I don't want to say too quick, but that is the word. Mm. And they just, we don't see them again. So yeah. um, Celebrate Recovery is great. The, the Tuesday night or May nights, is, it's important for a season for people to actually get some rhythm yep. in their life. and You've be got a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can get a ton you can get full recovery coming on yeah. Tuesday nights, and then some of us just need a bit more, right? But it does take a bit before you dig in. Don, you've gone through a few of them. I think um, uh, one of the things, you know, you mentioned some people jump in a bit too quick. I think we may disagree a little bit on that. No, that's, I think that's good. you dive into those steps as soon mm-hmm. yeah. as you get a sponsor. Yep. Then yes. As soon as you yes. get accountability, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's, but don't go it alone. We've yeah. gone it alone so many no. years, and look where it took yeah. us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's on the so Tuesday nights. That's, I yeah. guess that's yeah. And yeah, you need those relationships built up first. Yeah. I guess what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Exactly. And have, there's the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But some like I guess some people would come and they would know us, or you've brought somebody, and you, mm-hmm. if you're willing to walk that out with them yep. and have the strong sponsor, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So around this time, little Miss Hadley showed up in your yeah. world. Right. That must have changed things a bit. Oh, for sure. Like it was a shifting point for me. Like it, it was like, okay, it's no longer about me. This mess that we've created for ourselves in our relationship, yep. like something's got to give. Like this, it can't. We don't want to raise her in this. Right. Like, we want to raise her in something different, different yeah. than what we've experienced ourselves. That's Right. growing up etc like so yeah i mean yeah, and cool. it also like shifted my my view of who god was because i started to realize the amount of love that i had for her already and she wasn't even here yet and just like that connection between that love for her and then the love that god has yeah. for me was so powerful i found mm-hmm. and cool. yeah i just I mean, you know, all the mamas out there can relate, yeah, I'm sure, sure, what happens yeah. when you yeah. mm-hmm. you realize that you're going to be raising this little life. Yeah, so good. And Donnie is celebrating 19 months free of gambling. Yes, ma'am. That is amazing. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Pretty you cool. S- yeah, you said the yeah. last time you gambled, you realized it was a lie. Well, the whole works. It's like a hoax. It's like, what happened here now? I was... I don't recall exactly which state I was in, but yeah. I was in a state. I was driving truck, <laughs> and I, I had to do a layover. Okay. And it was like, okay, I'm, g- I'm going to try and tell you this honestly, but I'm joking a little bit. The <laughs> only place I could find to park was in a casino parking lot. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. So anyway, I go in, and I'm not going to go. I'm not going in to gamble. No, I'm just going I, for the buffet. No I just had to go use the washroom. In yeah. the buffet. That was it. And they do have a good Not buffet. even the buffet? <laughs> No, 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 not yet. Okay. And by the way, you cannot bring kids yeah, into we, that we buffet. Tried we to made bring that our mistake. Kids into a casino, and they kicked us <laughs> they out. Kicked and it was embarrassing. They're you, like, "Look at these hardcore." Addict you can losers. do it in Arizona. Yeah. So then we tried to do it at Moncton, and they chased us. Julie is hard on the buffets. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> hard. They're on. like, "Ma'am, ma'am, excuse me, excuse me, yeah, you can't exactly. bring kids in here." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was I was out there and uh, I was doing my thing. You know, just wasting time and yeah and, and thought and uh i i just told my wife about this not too long ago actually we were working through it with our testimony but uh i had won some money and it wasn't canadian money it was american money right <laughs> so this was big yeah <laughs> so what did i do you know of course i was Way intelligent more. i put it all in my pocket and i walked out and 
No, I blew it, all right. of it. Right. But I'll never forget. It was like amazing because not not the win or not the loss or not the money. It doesn't matter. It's, hey, you know what? None of it matters. Right. None of it. And and that that was something that's really changed a lot of things. It wasn't. It wasn't that it just changed my. I, I'm not going to ever gamble anymore. Mm-hmm. It changed everything. Yeah. Okay. Now, what is important, really? Yeah. And once you come to that place in your life where you ask yourself what really is important, yeah, I don't know if you know what's important, right? And I, I'm just grateful for that. I and I haven't had to gamble since, yeah, yeah, thankfully. And the other yeah. big thing for you, Donnie, you were saying what? when you shared your inventory, you had I think you said a temporary sponsor, but you shared. Every detail, every painful detail. Yeah, it's kind of funny because... Uh, not that I want you to share that well, in I'm the not podcast. <laughs> I just mean, what did that do for your recovery? People will never get that until you do it. Yeah. A lot of people, they say, you know, I, I've I tried the it. 12 steps. I've tried this and I've tried that. And they say, I, I can't get recovery. Or, you know, I can't get any, any long-term recovery. Well, no, you're not going to get anything... Mm. until you put 100% into it. Your thinking, my thinking got me to where I was. My trust issues got me to where I was. My belief in humanity and everything else. My thoughts about uh, a 12-step group, Mm. well, may as well throw those out the window too because obviously my thinking isn't right. Right. So when I done the inventory, I done it half-heartedly because I couldn't really trust the people I was talking to. And then... A situation came up where I needed freedom because I was physically stuck. Mm. And uh, I called a friend of mine and I was like, hey, listen, this is what's going on. He's like, you ever finish up your inventory? I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, we're going to need to cover that when you get back. Yeah. I was like, yeah, all right. Uh, And uh, I I was a mess too, you know. Uh, The fellow's been sworn to secrecy to never bring up the whole situation, but I called him and I don't even know if he could make up what I was saying. (laughs) I was blubbering and whatnot, but I get home and I, 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 regardless of the consequences, the consequences, could they be legal? Perhaps. Uh, I'll never admit, but I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't care anymore. Right. It's, right. I want freedom. It. The, yep. the enemy has had this over my head for so long. Right. I will never get freedom until I'm, I yes. give it all away. Yeah. And I did. And God, true to his word, wow, gave me freedom. People will never so understand wise. that until they do it. Right, guys? They just... Yeah, uh, it's so powerful. It, I wasn't a believer in it. Yeah. I... Uh, yeah. Lindsay, just, you I, said God. One thing I want to talk yeah, about, Donnie said, I know we're done with time, but yeah. <laughs> um, when you said put 100% into it, people need to understand that's 100% of your mistakes while you're doing it. Um, Absolutely. It's uh, not, I just don't, I got to put 100% into this. And that's perceived like I need to be here every week. I need to do it every week and I need to do it right. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. You, you need to. You need to put 100% of your mistakes, mm. your shortcomings, your victories, yeah. everything. We want to, we want to. Like it needs that that whole thing, and when we say a hundred percent, it's not a hundred percent perfection. It's a hundred percent of just who you are, and it's not yeah. as difficult as it sounds when you can get past. Yeah, that you'll be accepted. Well, chances which are, was tough for you, man. You you didn't yeah. believe that. I told you that for years, and you just and I get it. Yeah, and I love the years thing. That's okay. I'm cool with that. Yeah, right. You kept coming. Right. Chances are, if you're an alcoholic or an addict, uh, you're pretty much a perfectionist anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. It, the wonderful thing, what held me back so long, one of the major things that held me back so long on my inventory is it's very confusing for a fellow with a brain like mine mm-hmm. to 
like there's a lot of, there's a long process yeah. mm-hmm. and it's hard and I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll physically work myself to death, but when it comes to mental work, mm-hmm. I'm lazy. Yeah. And I know that my wife pointed that out to me and I, 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 that's okay. That's not a dig. I'm glad that she did because I know that now, yeah. but, uh, yeah. I, I kept thinking it has to be done. Perfect. Has to be done. Perfect. And yeah. it doesn't matter because you're going to do your inventory again next year. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to do it again the year yeah. after because yeah. you can it's stop good. when you die. Yeah. 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 It's good. But Lindsay, I loved how you said that God through Sierra showed you both that you were walking through your lives as victims of your circumstances. So how does it feel to no longer being a victim, but to be free from all of these past hurts, habits, and hangups? Well, definitely the journey isn't over yet, but the, the freedom and the weight that's yeah. been lifted off. Wow. Like, you know, we spent years and years just being stuck. Yeah. Stuck, doing the same things over and over again, hitting the same walls. And now it's like freedom. It's yeah. like right. our future is in front of us, like all that God wants, for, you know, everything. We're free to step into not being bound by the things that we've done before, not being bound by the mistakes or the hurts and all the things. Like we, yeah. we're, my, my heart feels free. My mind feels mm. freer. You know, I just... I don't. There's not good enough words to put into. You should see your face. Like that would to help. Be, <laughs> yeah. To be this free in comparison wow. to what you know, and I'm excited for, all, you know, it's, it's all the more freedom amazing. that we will get, you know, in the next years to come. So. It's amazing walking along with both of you and just watching your journey. And I know Adam and I have said many times, like. Like, I just can't wait to see what God's going to do with them. We just had this feeling about you guys from the moment we met you. Mm-hmm. When we first started CR, I remember talking to you after one of the services, a weekend service, and we just knew that there was something mm-hmm. special and God's been using you. And we just so appreciate you coming yeah, in taking here, your time and, and taking your, your time and, and opening up because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Even and, if you've shared it before, it's not easy to, to open it up. But it helps so many people. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, well, thanks for having we, us. Yeah, we could talk a lot longer about a lot more stuff. My heart is full. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Good. Amazing, amazing story. God's Thank grace. you so it's much. Just, it's just good. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Until next time. Yeah, what's next Stay time, tuned. Jewel? Don't know yet. Big surprise. (laughs) Big surprise. Stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Okay. Right? I will, Julie. Okay. I will subscribe. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.